Podcast Universe, this is Gayish. The podcast that's a few fries short of an electric chair. <laughs> Death is funny. <laughs> so is murdering people by the government. That's what it's called. That's what the death penalty is called. <laughs> it's murder by the government. Yeah. Uh, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today we're going to talk about being gay in work. The workplace. In the workplace. Working it. Office. <laughs> at the office. At, at the office. Well, this is going to be, I, I don't know what we're calling this yet because like. If we call it the office, <laughs> do you think people that are like <laughs> big fans of, of Steve, and, uh, Steve Carell will watch or listen? Yeah. 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 I need wine. Jim like, got hot. That's what I hear. I mean, he got ripped. Hotter. He was, he, he was cute before and now he's like ripped. And knowing he's someone's husband, it's like, yeah, he fucks Emily Blunt. It's like she won the Oscar, but he won his dick in her vagina. I wonder if his dick is blunt <laughs> or if it's pointy. It deserves its own Oscar. <laughs> um, this isn't helpful. Okay. I don't know. Work in the workplace, in the office, gay in the workplace, something to that effect. Yeah. We'll figure it out later. But first. But first. I. You have s- I lots have, of things to talk about. I have apparently. a few things. Yes. Great. Um, first of all. Oh, oh, here I go. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> Um, first of all, thank you to our new Patreon members, Bob Tran and Josh King. I would also like to thank them for having easy names that I am able to pronounce. Yeah. Um, hope I, it's probably like Baub Tron or some, like something weird that, um, Jush Kang. Um, Jush? It's, it's Josh King. But yeah. Jush. But like in Future Man, oh, he, God. He, he, the main character ends up getting called Jush. G- because of his penis or something? No. I thought you were no. going to go into a penis thing, which is where no. this... No. Okay. There's Future more man... to Future Man than a giant pit dick. Like, there's... You... Like, it's sci-fi amazingness, and it's hilarious. You've never talked about any of that. You've only talked about the dicks and the hot guy in it. I see. Okay. Also... Yeah. All right. <laughs> Bob Tran sent us this really sweet email, like... He was like, I feel like I know you. So here's a little bit more about me. He is married, um, and he sent a picture... To a dude. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, we have we have fans all over the spectrum of sexualities and sexual, gender identities. Yep, yep. yep. So yes. He is married to a dude. Uh oh, is that my assumption? Because he presented male? Anyway, let's not get into that. Um and he has two adorable kids. Aww. They're so cute. They were like giving him both piggyback rides in the picture. So At the same sweet. time? It wasn't stacked on all top of each other. Like there are two of them and two kids. So one. They're starting a circus. (laughs) It went Bob, little kid, little kid, husband. (laughs) Those kids are buff. Okay. Um, And what? Josh King is uh, the guy in Palm Springs that sent me underwear. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I would like to retract my thank you of Josh King because I did not receive underwear. So, Great. Um, okay, something, this is now serious. Okay. We're good at being really serious. Get it together. Okay. Um, Can we go to a funeral sometimes and just just giggle? I mean, that's going to be me and yours. <laughs> you think that I'm going to die first. That's yeah, hilarious. It's scheduled for three months from now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Got that out of our system. Now we're serious. Um, so I read something um, that talks about new findings on 
uh, suicide and we've talked about helping prevent suicide and what you can do to help. Um, so a major Australian meta analysis recently came out that says, um, suicide actually can't be prevented. No, be predicted by asking questions. Like, you know, there are those questions oh, that's like, do you have a plan? Yep. Are you safe? Yep. yep. Do you need, are you help? thinking, are, are you, are you actively thinking about suicide? Yeah. So, uh, which we've talked about on episodes about suicide and depression and all the fun stuff we talk about. So that's why I wanted to bring it up and kind of clarify what we've learned now. Um, it said that only 1.7% of people with suicidal ideas died by suicide, which yeah. that is important. You taught me this on our episode about depression and it was huge for me. There's a difference between suicidal ideation and like, you know, ac active yeah. suicidal thoughts or whatever. Yeah. And I, and that's a common thing. People have ideation. They think about it, yeah. but more in the general, like, what if I wasn't here? Yeah. What if I killed myself? What like, but it's not, okay, I'm going to go get this on this day and do this thing. And you know, that's not the specifics. So yeah. if you have suicidal ideation, I mean, you know, there's probably something that like me, like we need to get help for. Yeah. I mean, so like people who, I mean, it's really morbid to say, but if you had the idea to kill yourself, and nothing inside of you would, that wanted to stop it, you would just do it. That's true. Like yeah. You would just, so the fact that you are having these ideas and, and are fighting it yeah. means you don't really want to. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Or you may want to, but not strong enough. Like not, you know, it's the, the, the feelings of not wanting to be there or wanting things to go away. Like you can have that feeling without actually like, you know, taking an action or moving towards that direction. Yep. Um, on the flip side though, 60% of people who died by suicide denied having suicidal thoughts when their psychiatrist or GP asked them because they thought that was the right thing to say. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, it's hard to admit oh, to say like, yep, I've been thinking about yeah. killing myself. When your doctor's like, okay, your cholesterol's fine. Have you been exercising? No. <laughs> are, like, are you thinking about suicide? It's just weird to be like, yup. <laughs> Next question. Please. You know, it's just so like, yep. and so it makes sense. That is not a, that format is really difficult to tell. I don't, I do not tell my GP get much of anything, much less if I have suicidal thoughts. I mean, I do now because I'm getting more comfortable with it. Um, but so one, you know, encourage, I think there are a couple of things that I thought about because of this, like one, even though it's hard, try either telling your doctor or a friend or someone about this and that's, that can help. Yeah. Um, also if, you know, you just asking those questions to someone who is in danger might like, you can't just be like, okay, great. Everything's fine. You, you know, you may have to come up with your own assessment, even if they're not willing to admit it. Yeah. And lastly, like it, it's not it even more adds to, it is not your fault if someone dies by suicide and like you didn't like, you know, if you're blaming yourself or whatever, like it, people don't admit it. They, they don't talk about it. So it's like, sometimes there's just nothing you can do. So yeah. yeah. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> Let's get into <laughs> get out of here, get out of this sinkhole. Um, do you want to talk about news? I do, I do. I might have. Well, okay, we'll just do it all. And if if it turns into a shrinkage or something, then fine, because there's like a lot. Okay. There's a lot going on, Kyle Jets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we should talk about this Jesse Smollett person. Okay. He's the actor mm -hmm. on Empire. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Both he and his character are out gay african-american men mm -hmm. and uh yeah <laughs> he's african-american his character is white though yeah right 
<laughs> um, yeah, he was attacked in Chicago, and uh, it's for sure a hate crime, or at least it sure seems like it, because yeah. it was two dudes that said something to the effect of, this is MAGA country. Yeah. Because... Donald Trump isn't a racist, nope, but nope. racists think he's racist. And, re- and red hats are just an expression of your political beliefs, yeah. not a you know violent racist thing like the hoods. The Confederate flag is yeah. totally just historical. Yeah. That's my only interest in that whatsoever. Someone compared this to like, what if Germans were like, Hitler, that's part of our heritage. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> right. that's not, a, no one would think that's okay. Yeah, right. Or like fucking Roger Stone doing the Richard Nixon fingers <laughs> in the air and he has like his face tattooed on his back. Like, that's not okay. No, it's no. It's not okay. Yeah. Um, so it was, first of all, first of all, this attack, I am not blaming the victim by any means. Like this the horrible thing that happened. And he, uh, it was about two o'clock in the morning. He was walking in the 300 block of East North Lower Water Street, which it's Chicago. You can put as many adjectives on a street as you want to. East <laughs> Down North a street Low- in Chicago. <laughs> East North Lower Water Street is the, the <laughs> name. Anyway, uh, it was about two o'clock in the morning. Why is a celebrity walking around Chicago at two o'clock in the morning by themselves? Do you, I mean... I mean, I think they might just be regular people too sometimes. Like, my vision. That's silly talk. (laughs) My vision, I think, when I was growing up is like, yeah, they're always surrounded by people. They always have a. They just have like an Uber for their life. They just rent it for life. Yeah. Um, Those surge prices. Um, That would be pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, it'd be like, I want this for life. And it'd be like, okay, that's $10,000. Do you approve? Yep. It's got to be more than $10,000. Anyway. Okay. So yeah, they they uh, they walked toward him. They yelled out racial and homophobic slurs toward him. They began. The Chicago Police Department said, "Quote: The offenders began to batter the victim with their hands about the face." <laughs> like, Is that the like most subtle way to try to say they beat him up? Right. Like, exactly. In the, like directly in the face. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, they poured an unknown chemical substance on him. Oh fuck. Yep. I didn't know about that part. And at some point during the incident, one of the offenders wrapped a rope around his neck. Okay. I mean, if we didn't already have the name calling and the MAGA country, like wrapping a rope around a black person's neck yeah. is that should be like default hate crime. Well, like, in, until I started reading up on the story for for the for the podcast today, I, there's always that sort of like plausible deniability that okay, you're you're gay and black, that doesn't necessarily mean that it was a hate crime. Yeah, but like. This this is a hate crime. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, that's what um uh our our buddies, our podcast buddies, he said, he said, posted about this like, and all the articles said allegedly, and they were like, it's not alleged. And in my mind, I was like, I mean, newspapers just have to cover their ass, blah blah blah. But you're right with all these details, you can safely remove the word allegedly and just say it was a hate crime. Yeah, for sure. Fuck you, microphone. This is a hate crime because my microphone. Because <laughs> your mic is black and gay. It is very phallic. Look, I will put you up my ass again if you don't knock it off right now, Mike. <laughs> anyway, apparently celebrities are getting attacked for being themselves. Themselves. Um, next, let's see. So, Iran. Mm-hmm. Last week, publicly hanged a man on charges of homosexuality. Shut up. Yep. Um, now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's what I want to talk about. We've said a couple mm-hmm. of times that, like, there are horrible people who are gay. Mm-hmm. And, like, we shouldn't feel compelled to not air our dirty laundry. Right, about right, that. right. 
but I'm not sure what the case is here. The unidentified man who was 31 was executed after he was found guilty of raping two other men, as well as kidnapping charges. He was hanged in the southwestern city of Kazaroon on the 10th of January. The state-controlled ISNA, I don't know what that is, Islamic State something-something, uh, has claimed that he kidnapped two 15-year-old males and raped them. Oh, okay. But then they charged him not with pedophilia and not with rape, but with homosexuality. Oh, was he actually gay? Yeah, I guess. But like, or, or did the, they just say like, you you are a male that raped a male, therefore that is gay, therefore. So under I mean? Sharia law, the active partner at the top in a consensual, I, active and passive, by the way, like I know that a lot of languages use that as yeah. the nomenclature. It's like part of the problem contributes to the problem it's yeah, like one of those try, you should bottom sometime it is not a passive thing no that is actively <laughs> trying not to scream from pleasure or pain take your pick that's one of those things that like language contributes to how we view like top and bottom i i honestly think some people like some people have said like can the bottom be on top and it's like for us it's like a weird dumb thing we're like yes bottoms can be on the top and you're yeah. still but like also yeah active and passive like yeah i mean anyway. it's i suppose it's easier to, to say than like whose penis is going and whose butt yeah like whatever i'm anyway. the penis i'm the butt oh um, that's my new sitcom penis and the butt <laughs> they live together and they love each other sometimes ISNA, ISNA, is the Iranian Students News Agency. It's a news organization run by university students in Iran. Oh, oh. thanks, Dan. Well, you know they're gay. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so, so under Sharia law, the top, in a consensual gay sex crime, <laughs> which the, oh, the phrase shit. consensual okay. gay sex crime that, is, yep. is, is, is problematic, but yeah. uh, they're typically punished with 100 lashes, the bottom is put to death. Fuck. That's the Muslim way. That is, a, that's the Muslim way. That and feels like a horrible bumper sticker. It's the Sharia law. Um, anyway. The, I mean, again. I, I really, sh I really should say it's not the Muslim way. That, oh, it, but that oh. is Sharia law. Which is strongly tied to. Which is a form of yeah. Muslim jurisprudence. Yeah. Um, wow. You're getting so much better at coven covering your ass. And not trying not to generalize. I mean, it's close for business anyway. I might as well cover it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I it, so okay. So to to, to keep to keep going on that. Okay. However, if the top is convicted of rape, then he's the one that faces the death penalty. What happens to the bottoms then? That the people that got raped. If they are, if the top is convicted of rape, then the bottom is declared innocent okay. and is let let go. So, so. The, the idea here, the conspiracy theory here is that 15, which I don't know if that's age of consent or not. Can you find out the age of consent in Iran, Dan? Um, um, Very specific. A 15-year-old, what if they had consensual sex with this 31-year-old and mm -hmm. then their family said, no, you were oh, raped so rape. that you don't get put to death because that's the penalty for being the bottom. Yeah. This um, is all your theory, like speculating and theorizing that's, uh, right yeah, now. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's important to like distinguish from. Yeah. But then. So uh, sexuality outside of marriage is illegal in Iran. Uh, but uh, the legal age of marriage is 13 for girls and 15 for boys. Huh. But any sex outside of marriage is basically doesn't matter how old you are. It's bad. That's something. I Yeah. 
that seems to be the case hmm. based on quick Google searches. Yeah. Great. Great. Thank you. More than <laughs> that's more searches than we've done for it. Anyway, Iranian human rights lawyer Mehri Jafari told uh, told Gay Star News, this is a Gay Star News story, uh, quote, we don't believe the trial to be fair. She said that the way Iran's judicial system works means human rights advocates and lawyers don't have access to information. And because of that, there's often nothing that can be done. Hmm. The gay community needs to react and clarify this is not a gay case, she said. It's about the reputation of the gay community. Gay people are not kidnappers or child abusers. And in Iran, it's so important to clarify this because there's so much prejudgment. The danger is very real. Hmm. Uh, Since 1979, Iran has executed between four and 6,000 gays and lesbians. Shit. Um... Which that should be a case for um, if they need to, what is it, flee the country and get, what's that called? Asylum? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, so it's it's complicated, right? Like, was was this guy actually gay or was it a case of child rape? Was it consensual or wasn't it? If it was consensual, is the rape thing a, just an attempt to protect the child from being put to death? Yeah, it, like it, it, there's there's so much complicated going on here. Yeah, 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 totally. And I don't know. I just wanna... yeah, that no, that's I, that's really. And I mean, uh, of course, horrible. Like no matter how you slice, it's horrible. If again, we don't know, but if he is a rapist, like again, yep, there are gay rapists out there, and that's yep. part of it. And we, like you said, we need to acknowledge that. But I don't think the death penalty should apply for rape. Yeah, I'm slowly but surely coming to the uh, understanding for myself anyway that the death penalty should never be applied for anything ever. I don't. I ju- I think it. Yeah, I agree. Or like like in extreme cases, the worst of the worst. I think a lot of times, like what I am learning from actually from my favorite murder, rape is a violent crime that I mean, people. It's not. Oh, you just drug someone and fucked them and you're fine. Like it is a a sign of a violent person that is going to escalate and kill someone or yeah. escalate and, you know, keep doing that or something. So we need to treat it more seriously. Yeah. I also think those people just need to be in jail forever. Yeah. Cause for I sure. don't like the death penalty. But I think, wow, we're talking about the death penalty now. De- de- <laughs> proponents of the death penalty are under the mistaken assumption that it is a deterrent. Mm. that like nope i'm not gonna rape that girl because then i might die yeah yeah yeah. is like the the there's some sort of moral calculation that's happening on the part of the 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 the, the criminal and that's just not true right it's just not true yeah states like texas that kill fucking everybody for any reason yeah the the crime rates are not yeah. measurably better than states where the death penalty never happens so yeah. You're wrong, death penalty people, at least on that one front. Now, yeah. whether there should be ultimately a capital punishment for certain crimes, I think is a different, like, moralistic question. But if, if it's because you think that it's successful as a deterrent, it's not. Yeah, totally. This is a fun episode about the workplace. Great. Yeah, great. <laughs> we, okay. Uh, and I'll end with two happy things. Pretty, well, eh happy sort sort as happy as gayish can get alexandria ocasio-cortez yeah i heart her amazing she's fantastic um and she said something really interesting about privilege on the radio the other Mm, day mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she was talking about the fact that she comes from a poor family Mm -hmm. that she comes from just a, a, a she's a minority she's a woman she's a woman of color she grew up poor that there's all this against her and she's she was saying but I'm still cisgender and there is privilege that comes with that. And uh, so she said, quote, I will never know the trauma of feeling like I'm not born in the right body. And that is a privilege that I have no matter how poor my family was when I was born. And 
if you haven't had a transition in your life where, you know, you were maybe born poor or born without certain privileges, and then especially as you transition into having certain privileges in your life, you actually see and feel and sense and taste and smell all of the differences. If you've never experienced different treatment in your life, you wouldn't know what different treatment feels like or looks like, and it's really, really hard. I'm a cisgendered woman, she states, stated, I will never know the trauma of feeling like I'm not born in the right body. That's a privilege that I have, no matter how poor my family was when I was born. But it's really hard for some people to admit that they, you know, it's part of this weird American dream mythology that we have that for a lot of, in a lot of circumstances, isn't as true or isn't as clearly communicated as we'd like for it or we wish it was. Um, which I got goosebumps while you're reading that. Like, it, just someone to acknowledge... Oh, it might have been this cold uh, champagne that I put on my <laughs> like, but I think it's like just. I, I mean, I am. <laughs> boop. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry. Yeah, that gives me goosebumps watching that bubble come come Over- out of the top of that bottle. <laughs> Overflowing. <laughs> um, yeah, like that gives me goosebumps. That like I, that's so important. So many people. We all have privileges in some way or another. It, just being in the U.S. in general yep. is such a great privilege and a lot of like being in the UK or like being in certain places is a huge privilege and to have especially someone where like you always just or not you like some people just assume like oh you're just playing the race card or the woman card or whatever but she's can acknowledge places where she doesn't she does have the advantage and it reminds me of Josh Glassy talking about his um, disability and saying like well I'm actually really privileged to be on this the side of this where I can still walk and, and you know, it's so it, that was so interesting to me because even in his disability, he can recognize the privilege of the things he has. Yeah. And that's amazing it, for people to, wow, I'm getting, I care about this. Well, I, yeah, no, no, totally. And, and like in, in sort of different, different scale or whatever, we've, we've mentioned it several times before on, on the show that like we recognize that sure we're gay and there's a bunch of struggle that comes with that. And we're, both of us are so super lucky. We're white, yes. we're men, we're cisgender, Cis- we're Americans. We're, we're, like, we're in good, like upper middle class or whatever we count as families. Like yeah. there's, yes, I, I, I always feel like being like all of those things plus being gay gives you just enough weapon to be like angry at people. And like, what's it called when you like feel sorry for yourself? Like you just be like, feel indi- sorry, for indignant, indignant and like, uh, anyway, I get to, I get to be like, I'm a minority, but like uh, really so much of what I have is lucky and, and I, yeah. Especially in Seattle. And in Seattle. Totally. Yeah. Just even being able to move to a city where I'm accepted, like not everyone can even have the money or time or whatever to be able to do that. So yeah. Yeah. Mobility is a privilege. It really is. Yeah. And, um, Especially for gay people where you have to get, and probably like, you know, people of color who are in um, non-friendly places, like being able to get out of that and get to a place that supports you. Is... So I immediately thought of you, last last story, you good? Yes. Good. Okay, last story. So um, this is so amazing. I fucking love this shit. Ooh, this. We should find this picture and post it too. So, the champagne melts in my mouth. Does it? It feels real good. Okay. It's, it's already not a solid, so that's, <laughs> okay. Um, so... Uh, did you know that cardinals, the bird, okay, they are sexually dimorphic and explain yourself. <laughs> male cardinals are red. Female cardinals are yellow. <gasps> so people freaked out when they saw a bird that was 50, 50, half red, half yellow, right down the middle of its body oh. because it is a hermaphrodite. Oh. <gasps> 
that that bird that bird is a full-on intersex bird and and, has, and the colors show it and the colors show it oh. yeah so um th- th- according to daniel hooper a postdoctoral fellow at the cornell lab of ornithology said quote this remarkable bird is a genuine male female chimera uh, it, it's a bilateral gynandromorph. In a nutshell, half of its body is male and the other half is female. But does it have a nutshell? <laughs> no. Um, well, so th- there is some discussion about whether uh, it, it is um, fertile or not. Mm. M- uh, quote, most gynandromorph individuals are infertile. But this one may actually be fertile, as the left side is female, and the on- and only the left ovary in birds is functional. Oh, so because the female half is the left half, this bird might be might be capable of producing offspring. Interesting. That reminds me of the like, I think I talked about a dog that was. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Intersex, yeah. I think is the right word for it, but yeah. like it was on a certain side of intersex that it could be, it was affecting it, but could be adjusted to like adjusted i don't know the right words to say for this but i don't know anyway yep that's really interesting yeah that's it, so it, interesting it's so stark like i feel like it, like you look at that bird and you're like yeah it's yep. that's right down it's the middle mi- it's red on one side and yellow yeah. on the other you're like <laughs> take that christian fucks <laughs> it doesn't occur naturally <laughs> except for this bird <laughs> yeah, exactly. and all the other animals where it occurs <laughs> exactly exactly right oh i love this why am i feeling so emotional today i'm like I get so emotional, baby. Okay, right. I... One of Destiny's Child's last songs before they split up. It's just... Ow. It sounded like that. It's just I emotions hate this fucking mic so much. taking me over. Caught up in the song. That was all the news. Whew. Okay. Thanks for putting up with all the news. Well, that was like five stories, I think. Keep putting up with because one last thing before we get. Oh my into god, our... it's snowing! It's snowing slantways <laughs> and pretty hard. Yeah, like just like I like it. <laughs> slantways and pretty. Hard. <laughs> oh, oh, you're, and you're the one facing the window, so you're not going to pay attention to me, really. That's fine. I'll do this on my own. You should be used to this. By <laughs> I know. I know. I was thinking, like, aka, nothing has changed. Okay, I promise. Last thing. I feel like if you don't like the early talk about this and want to get to the topic, skip, 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 skip. We should have told people at the beginning, <laughs> just get to minute 12 or 15. Um, that's a good rule in general on our episodes. Or 36. 37, <laughs> wherever we are. Okay. A correction of you. Yeah. Bring it. Do you know what it is? Combinatorics versus pol- uh, um, uh, polynomial. No, not polynomial. Permutation. Permutation. Yes. Yeah. You combinations well, and permutations are different things. It depends on whether you're going to whether the order matters or not. For right. permutations, order matters. For combinations, they don't. However, I I did say the word combinations. That's true. No, you said combinatorially, which is makes you sound like oh, I'm so smart. I'm using this big word, and you were wrong. Uh, okay, whatever. That's not all. So the whole the whole branch of math that deals with combinations and permutations is called combinatorics. So it's okay to refer to the whole thing as the study of combination it would be or yes it is however you did not do that okay great um but more specifically Mm -hmm. another place you're wrong yep well kind of okay so the i looked up the formula for this and factorial over r factorial times n minus r factorial yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. i will you just to to help 
people who may not be as savvy as Mike and I, who are so smart mathematically and combinatorially, um, the number of dick and ass permutations, mm-hmm. using the word permutations because it does matter, the order matters, mm-hmm. top, bottom, bottom, top, um, the number of permutations of X people yep. in a sex group when you take them are at a time. So in this case, two people at a time. Yep. You assume this is making a big assumption about no double dicking, one, one to one. So the number of permutations of X people, two at a time, is determined by the formula X factorial, factorial. times oh. okay. X minus R factorial. So what you said, three factorial as the way to calculate and end up being six, that just happened to work because if you plug three into this, three factorial times three minus two so three minus two is one so we just happened to get there yep but and i literally <laughs> i'm so ridiculous i was sitting there and i was like is that right and then i did i was like four people <laughs> each with a dick and ass and i counted it and i was like no just you know four factorial doesn't work and right. i was like why is that and i was trying to figure it out and then i looked up it's 12 right it is well let's do the math four factorial is 24 (laughs) (laughs) times 4 minus 2 factorial which is 2 that's 48 no wait 4 factorial is 4 3 12 24 times is it 48 it's no times 2 2 12 times 2 24 I think what I think it's n factorial over k factorial times n minus k factorial. No, so I looked it would this be, up it would on be, the internet before. Be four factorial, and for choose two, it'd be two factorial, and then four two factorial. You're again. doing an extra step, so that's four. So it'd be twenty. I what I think your formula is not the same one I have. Well, you're... we're all on the computer. Oh, this is Dan's job, Dan. <laughs> were you not looking this up? I figured you guys have lost me. <laughs> Why? This seems very clear to me. Okay, let me... No, I will... And I couldn't tell if there were... Like, when you said it was, like, 4 factorial minus 4 factorial... Okay. Or, like... The, yeah, Mike, you're doing the wrong formula. I couldn't tell if there was parentheses there. Like, yeah, okay. The, like... It is. You're saying this has not been very clear? Okay. The formula is, when we're just assuming two P... Like, we're doing combinations of two people. Okay. It or is... permutations of two people. Fuck. <laughs> in time correction we're getting better is four factorial we're doing four people two combinations of none four factorial times four minus two all of that factorial so no that's wrong uh not according to the internet it's it's that's just it's just not right it but it is no you think math math planet has it wrong i'm betting that that's a error on the way that google is is displaying it that if you go in there there's a division bar there it's it's n factorial divided by n minus k factorial you're right i'm very annoyed (laughs) but you're right (laughs) i need to be honest and and direct about you are right because you earned that thank you i'm still very annoyed with you (laughs) and you won't change that um and okay Skip everything we just said and now listen here. Okay, great. Yep. <laughs> N factorial. Yes. Or I was, I've been using X and I just changed it. Okay. X is the number of people and we're going with two, 
two poss like two people at a time. Yeah. So that would be x factorial yes. divided by <laughs> yes in parentheses x minus two. Yep. Factorial. Right. So, so four, factorial four factorial is twenty four. Twenty four divided four minus by two is two. two. Factorial is still two. two. So twenty four over two. There's twelve permutations of four people choosing two. That's what you said, like roughly thirteen minutes ago, right? Give or take. Great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that correction helped no one but us because we're the no, only ones no, that get it. No, no, no. There are some gay math dorks out there that are we, jizzing all over themselves. Yeah. Oh, my God. This entire time they've been like, yeah, get to the right answer. Get there. Get there. Get there. Permutate. Permutation. Permutation. <laughs> <laughs> A hundred combinations on me. Um, this actually, someone that sent in the combination versus permutations, uh, Chase from Kentucky, who is a high school math teacher yep. who writes in pretty regularly. Yep. Um, he was like, Hey, buddies. Again, real nice I, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, he didn't actually say it, but something like, hey, so here's the great answer. Um, anyway, that was really helpful for everyone involved. Do you... <laughs> I love discrete math. <laughs> I love discrete math. Mm-hmm. E-E-T. Doing quietly e -E. in a room that no one can see it. <laughs> that was, a, again, a specific math joke. Okay, do you want to talk about <laughs> Being gay in the workplace. Forty-five minutes in, let's get to the actual topic. Are you really? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. Good luck. Can what if we just like bang out the super quick like episode about this big, huge, important topic? We're like, nope. all right, not okay to be gay at work. Go, done. <laughs> episode over. Episode over. Um, can I start by just laying the groundwork of what's okay and not okay to be gay yeah okay lay that groundwork i will lay it so good you, the groundwork wants it bad and, so. and here it comes <laughs> so i'm gonna talk about like just like what are the federal and state laws about being gay in the workplace okay stay north of the mason dixon line mm -hmm. and don't fuck at work and, i think that that's that's it those are all the rules right and when you find someone named mason put your dixon in them <laughs> 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 I'm funny. Okay. Um, so a lot of people don't even realize what cut his Dixon off and put it in a Mason jar. Ew. <laughs> okay. Serial killer. Yeah. I'm having a moment. Uh, that's like one of those riddles where like, what joke do you make out of it? If it's fucking a dude, you're, you're good. If you joke about cutting his dick off, you're a serial killer. Yeah. 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 Okay. A lot of people don't realize like they just, uh, Going back to what we said before. What? When I talked about that couple that I wanted to take me home the other week and you guys got really excited. One of them, uh -huh. one of them the, the hot one just messaged me and it was like, I really enjoy your podcast. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. Wait. He's going to hear you saying this if he listens. He heard me say oh, I wanted to fuck them two weeks ago if he's listening. Oh, that's true. Oh, God. Okay. This is the APB we're putting out there. <laughs> if you're that hot guy listening, do it. Mm. Like, text Mike just a picture of your dick, and that's a yes. Now I'm going to show you who he, who he <gasps> is. Oh, this is so exciting. My, my gut says that he wouldn't have messaged you. After having heard that? Well, he could have just started at the beginning and not oh. know yet. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I'm so nervous. <sighs> Hot guy, right in. Because I want to see it too, not just Mike. Gayishpodcast at gmail.com. So this is them. Oh. Oh, wait. I, a note about your checking account. Okay. Oh. Which permutation do you want? <laughs> um, I factorial divided by <laughs> them factorial. 
<laughs> times them minus I. Equals 69. Factorial. All right. So a lot of people don't even realize, like we've talked about how just because we passed same-sex marriage laws does not, that's not the end of equality. Like yeah. we're, we're not there yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, partly we need to recognize like internationally, like we should all be banded together for international, like across the globe. Um, but also oh, America first, Kyle, come on. America. <laughs> um, but federally, well, this is kind of an open question, but you, you essentially, uh, sexual orientation, gender identity are not specifically, uh, protected. So, in a lot of states, you can be fired for being gay, for being trans, legally. Yep. No, no recourse. It's just, go. Oh, you're gay, fired. Yep. That's okay. Yep. So maybe those people should just like work somewhere else, though. Yeah, you have choices in your employment. You can just go somewhere else. It's that easy. Sorry. It's your fault. I get real upset about this whole thing. Go ahead. It's I do too. Yeah, it's nuts. So let me tell you. Fuckers are everywhere. Nuts are everywhere. Um, let me tell you about, so federally, I'll, I'll do federal and state level, okay. federal level, uh, the title seven, uh, uh, title seven of the civil rights act of 1964 prohibits discrimination against a lot of groups. It explicitly says against employees on the basis of sex. That's the key one that will sex, race, color, national origin, and religion. Okay. One thing I also read is it, generally applies to employers with 15 or more employees yeah which like yeah yeah a lot of people don't know that if it's under if it's under 15 employees then pretty much whatever kind of rules you want go for it like i don't understand why discriminating based on race is cool once if you have 10 people working there i don't either i think that the idea was that you shouldn't put any sort of anchors uh, no, what the, I think don't that, restrict small business is the yeah, idea, right? Yes. Like you're going to stifle the economy if you yes. make small businesses do things that they can't afford or don't want to do, which I don't fucking care. Yeah. I don't care who you are. No. If, if you're a mom and pop shop and you fire the black girl because she's black, then like, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. I, there are a lot of rightful protections over small, small businesses. Like, you know, I want them to have lower taxes so that they can get going. I want them to, you know, I want them uh, some rules to be more flexible to encourage startups. So like, and small businesses, that's important. Yeah. I don't care who you are. You can't, yeah, you can't fire the black girl. Like that's not okay. That's just not... I, anyway. I mean, you can if she's terrible, but don't, you can't fire her because she's black. <laughs> exactly. So under Obama, they interpreted when I said, like, uh, can't discriminate on the basis of sex. Yeah. Obama said that orientation, gender ident- identity are kind of included in that. And you've yeah. said this before that, like, yeah, it but, is about sex. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. That, that if, <laughs> it's kind of roundabout. But if yeah. it's like, if I bang chicks, that's okay. If I bang dudes, that's not okay. That's about sex. Exactly. Yeah. That's about gender. Yep. Right. And that's protected yep. under the law. So fuck you. Yep. So Obama has taken that, hadn't taken that interpretation. Trump, I just wrote Trump. Nope. (laughs) So they actually, in a case, filed an amicus brief. uh, The DOJ filed an amicus brief that said that, oh, for our international listeners, that's the Department of Justice. Thank you. And for international listeners and Kyle. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, I, in, yeah. Um, Just somebody said thank you for trying to. Oh, yeah, that's right. Decrypt things that might not make sense in a non-American context. Yeah. Um, you're, you're welcome. Um, so yeah, they, they filed an amicus brief that said basically like, no, that's not it. Sex just means fired because you're a woman. That's it. It's not about 
like they went out of their way. This is where like, you know, there are so many places. It's not that he just, some people are like, Oh, he's not actually whatever racist, sexist, homophobic, all that stuff. He, they went out of their way to issue something reversing that to say that, no, we are not protecting that. Like specifically that, like that is the definition of, at least a homophobic act, whether or not he actually was it. Okay. Fake news, Kyle. He held that upside down rainbow flag once. <laughs> that, like had pen or like marker that said LGBT on it or something. Yeah, LGBTs like, for Trump or yeah. something. It's <laughs> just like the dumbest. Okay. Um, so fuck that guy. Fuck his orange asshole. Go ahead. Boy, your dick would come out orange, right? Cause all the spray. Okay. Um, but there are com- a couple things that have been happening. Like I, I think, a time will come very soon where we'll have a, a Supreme Court decision that hasn't happened yet. So there have been a couple cases. Thank God we've got. Oh yeah, let's Gorsuch have, and Kavanaugh. Let's have there. rapists make this decision. <laughs> um, so uh, I said plural. I should clarify. I only know of Kavanaugh, who's a rapist. Right. Well, allegedly, Clarence Thomas was sexual harassment against um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. No. No, no. Clarence Thomas had similar problems at his confirmation hearing because he had been sexually harassing Anita Hill. Oh. Um, and just like, they're all fuckers, Kyle. Every single one of them. Not every single one of them. The ones that have penises, which is more than half. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's get, okay. We should get through one segment. I think <laughs> it's my goal. Um, I did take my pills today. You saw me do it. Only just before we started, which is not <laughs> like you need to plan it out kind of charted out a little bit before um are we gonna make it before the super bowl anyway okay <laughs> we're recording on super bowl day. you can't say super bowl kyle yeah we can we just did come at me nfl <laughs> great dicks out come at me come in me okay big dick nick bdn you, got nothing to, you have nothing to do today come sit at home us a lesson jerk off <laughs> in my mouth okay two of the cases that i want to talk about very quickly because this is going so long um there was in December 2017, so no, this is after Trump is in office, so like, that sucks. December uh, 2017, so eight years ago. <laughs> it feels like that. Yes. Um, in Georgia, a security guard was harassed because she's a lesbian, forced to quit. Lambda Legal uh, was, so basically some of the courts were like, nah, that's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Lambda Legal appealed to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court decided not to hear it. Okay. Meaning the lower court's decision stood. Meaning she can be fired. Yeah. Which is bad. So I liked in Lambda Le- in the Lambda Legal article they said this was not a no but a not yet. So they right. d- didn't decide yet to hear this case. They're waiting for similar cases to reach the top of the circuits so that there's a conflict of some kind that they can then step in and, and make a ruling about. Well, funny you say that because on February 2018, Donald Zarda, who's a formal former skydiving instructor, sorry. Sorry. Um, I'll, I'll tell you why I laugh. It's not funny. Okay. He was fired when he told a customer he was gay. She complained, you know, what kind of haircut and you know, her name is Brenda. Mm-hmm. Um, she has two kids that she hates. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and in the U S appeals court in Manhattan said that, uh, ruled that the, the, the federal law banning discrimination based on sex, um, also, so in a good, like the good thing, it says, yes, that also covers gay employees. Yeah. So they ruled the other way. Yeah. And apparently they are the second court to rule that way in favor of gay people. Which circuit was that? Did it say? Um, U.S. Appeals Court in Manhattan. Oh, so not the Ninth Circuit then. Okay, interesting. 
the Ninth Circuit, which is out west here, is usually like the crazy the liberal one, court that uh, makes okay. all of the the friction happen. Gotcha. So, yeah. Um, the Ninth Circuit Court does not lube up. They just <laughs> they just put it right in. <laughs> um, weird detail: Donald Zarda died in a base jumping accident since that case has been filed. So that's why he probably like, shouldn't have been teaching other people then. <laughs> Okay, that's worse than what I was saying. When I read, I quoted, or like I pulled this from the article where it said former skydiving instructor. Like, that, that is correct. He is not a skydiver. He's a former everything. <laughs> I, Do you know why I love you and I love this podcast? Why? Because you are every bit as terrible yes. a person as I am. I, it's their fault. <laughs> now you want wine, dude? You need it? Do you want champagne? You can go. It helps you slow down. Tell me if this melts in your mouth, because I think it does. It's already liquid. I don't care what you say. It, it evaporates in your mouth? Fuck you, Mike. You know what I mean. The next thing I'm going to do is talk about state level. Okay. In the... There's 50 states. Keep it to under 30 seconds apiece. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're not going to go one by one, but I will tell you okay, about great. them. Um, so at the state level... So federally, we're kind of not protect. We're not officially protected, but might be. Uh, state- Washington State here, where we are, mm-hmm. Seattle is fucking locked it down. Yep, we're They're- protected as fuck. We've got permanent Trojans <laughs> in our pockets. In to our fuck pockets, because Washington State says it's cool to fuck at work. Yep. Nope, that's not what it says. Okay, twenty-six states say you can discriminate, or in twenty-six states you can discriminate based on orientation or identity. I bet I could name them. Just Do you, go ahead. I'm actually going to name them. Okay, great. So people know. Um, there's one where you can discriminate based on just gender identity. Yeah. Um, so mostly, you know, orientation and gender identity. Is that Arizona? Um, that's a good question, Mike. Let me tell you presently. I really, okay, weird grammar thing. I like the how people used to say the word presently, meaning like about to happen. It's mm-hmm. not, okay. That one state is Wisconsin. Okay. Just yeah. prohibits discrimination based on sexual orientation. Which makes sense, right? Because people, people in the Midwest are like, they're like sheep and they're following the rest of the culture oh, about, gays are about cool. gay stuff and gays are I'm cool. I'm still but... worried about trans people. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I'm going to read just so you listener don't have to get up from your sofa or bathtub or bub's seat or do any kind of typing with your phone desk skydiving accident that's about to happen <laughs> falling you're skydiving you don't have the time to look this up on your phone you got shit to worry about okay these are the states where there is no uh prohibition prohib prohibitions good job <laughs> for discrimination based on orientation or gender identity those are alabama alaska arizona arkansas florida georgia idaho indiana Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana. None of these have surprised me so far, just, <laughs> just so we're clear. Um, Mississippi, M- Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, uh, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, uh, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas. Texas. Ohio kind of surprises Fuck me off. a little bit. Uh, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Wisconsin, you can discriminate based on... Uh, gender identity, yep. all the rest, either interpret 
the existing federal law as you can't discriminate against them, or there is a law that specifically says you can't do it. That's interesting. Is that out of date, though? Because if the Trump administration changes the the federal application, then do those states also change or good so good question it's uh so michigan and pennsylvania are the two that say and i i'll quote the thing dan sent me so now it's so fun i have someone to blame now if (laughs) i'm just kidding dan thanks for helping please stay okay uh it says the state explicitly interprets existing prohibition on discrimination against Mm -hmm. them so like Mm -hmm. I don't know what that means. If it's like a court has decided that, or there's a law that says like, no, no, no federally. So, but you're right that all of this is up to, you know, federal, usually Trump state. So all of this is, you know, tenuous. Yeah. Okay. That's (laughs) so those are the existing laws on federal and state discrimination. So let's talk about the HRC. Okay. Because they have their corporate equality index. She lost. And uh, what? Hillary Rodham Clinton. Very good. That's hilarious. Thank you. Um, What I wanted to do, though, is uh, we've we've pointed people to the buyer's guide before to say, like, put your money where your dick is and uh, (laughs) you shop at the places that are okay with you having butt sex or whatever. And um, what I wanted to do, though, is sort of go through the criteria Mm -hmm. and talk about our opinions about that as a criterion. Yeah. And uh, if if we think that that's enough or it's too much or uh, what have you. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it does. In, I'll just say my in general, I think it, it is not enough. Like that's my general answer is like there needs to be more rigorous, 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 you know, criteria <laughs> that we have. So the criteria for the HRC for their rating companies. So like companies fill out a form and say like, yes, we do that. No, we don't do that. And then the HRC uses that with a point system to say, okay, you do pretty good. So you score an 80. You, right. You're in, perfect. You're a hundred. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's out of a hundred points. And uh, then it's also noteworthy that if the, if a company is big enough, but doesn't fill out the form, mm-hmm. they will guess. They will fill in the mm. gaps based on available public information about the company. Got it. Criteria one. Equal employment opportunity policy includes sexual orientation for all operations, gender identity for all operations, contractor slash vendor standards that include sexual orientation and gender identity. Hmm. In, in order, you get 15 points for sexual orientation. It's funny that you separated those two out for the states. Mm, yeah. you, you, get, you get 15 points for sexual orientation, non-discrimination as a corporate policy, and you get 15 points for gender identity. I'm very glad those two things are even. I was worried it was going to be different. And it, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, I'm glad. Okay. Um, which it's interesting to me how many companies on the, um, the HRC's, uh, CEI that I see get like less than 30 <laughs> and oh, God. you can get 30 points just for saying that you're not going to discriminate against gay people or, or that, like that's a pretty low bar to entry. Yes. Totally. Yeah. The basic thing we should assume is we will not get discriminated, discriminated against. Yep. And then I think it's five points for contractor slash vendor standards that include mm. sexual orientation and gender identity, which I think is, is that's undervalued because, because uh, like so much of work that big companies do these days are done by contractors, not by the company itself. And it's a way, like a lot of big companies use that to skirt either certain laws or yep. like things they have to provide to them. Or like, I even know, um, when I worked at um, we like they would okay we don't have any headcount open 
So we can't hire someone. Oh, but we have budget for a vendor to, to get a contractor to come in, yeah. which that doesn't make logical sense, but it's just how corporate weirdness yeah. is. So yeah. I completely agree with you. I don't see why it should be 15 points for employees and vendors, 15 points for employees and vendors. Yep. 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 I agree. Cool. Uh, criteria two, employment benefits. Ooh, this will be interesting. You get 10 points for having spouse and partner benefits be equal. So, oh, so if it's a boy or a girl, it doesn't matter. Your spouse benefits are the same. Correct. Correct. So you have to have equivalent medical benefits for, for the employee and their spouse or partner. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, includes parity between employer-sponsored benefits for opposite-sex spouses, same-sex partners, and same-sex spouses. So that's really interesting since Obergefell because it, you can still not be married and apply for benefits and the company is expected to give them to you if you are the same gender or same sex. But if Only if you're domestic partnered, though? Right, but usually all that matter, all, all that all that counts is that you sign an affidavit saying that you're mm. you are yeah. um, domestic partners. Yeah, I my reading of this would suggest that the HRC doesn't care about straight people. Yeah. who are domestic partners. If the company doesn't cover them, the HRC won't ding them for that. Yeah, and I think that is true. That you know, many companies offered the say, like a parity in benefits. Because, but right, like you said, before some member regaled, um, we could <clears throat> only get domestic partnered, and so they offered the same benefits for domestic gay domestic partners as straight married couples. Yep. But I don't think that's like changed technically in the rules. I think, and one of my co- coworkers, I remember complaining about that. He's like, "Well, what if I'm domestic partnered?" Yep. Wait, what's your before I say mine? What's your opinion on that? Do you think straight or gay? It should be domestic partners are covered. I think that it should be the same. I'm more I'm more interested in it being the same mm. treatment regardless of sexual orientation. Uh, I just dis- I don't know which way it should be. Oh, I disagree. I, I think that there are lots of straight people out there who are everything but married in terms of the way that they run their life. They have kids. They yeah. are in the same household and they take care of each other. They they should likely be covered or just as covered as gay people in the same stripe, especially now that marriage is legal everywhere. Um, and we can no longer say that gay people deserve different treatment because they're unable to get married. Yeah. Where I disagree is that it is so new and this, I think we're still in a time where it's new enough that, you know, there are situations where you may just continue to be domestic partnered. Like let's say you're both 60 and you like, you may just be like, fuck you we've been left out of this institution i don't want to get married we're going to stay like let's just be domestic partners like i think the we're not to the point where it's just like oh it's been totally okay for everyone to get married enough that it should be treated equally i think we will get there mm-hmm. and i don't know when that is 20 30 but some uh, there's some amount of time has passed to i think have to pass before it's like okay you've had an equal shot at marriage so do it or don't do it yeah like, mm-hmm. interesting thank you uh, next, sorry, uh, other soft benefits. This is still employment benefits. The, the criteria is... <laughs> Gays hate soft two, benefits. Two B. Yeah, soft, soft benefits. Um, employer-sponsored benefits for opposite-sex spouses and same-sex partners or spouses need to be the same. And that's for mm-hmm. things like bereavement leave, employer-provided supplemental life insurance, relocation or travel assistance, adoption assistance, 
uh, qualified joint survivor annuity for partners, qualified pre-retirement survivor annuities, cash balances, rollovers and hardship options, retiree healthcare benefits, and employee discount programs. Did you include paternity or maternity leave? I did not hear that. It said adoption. It did say adoption. Which is one way gay and lesbian people can acquire, <laughs> inherit, a ba- <laughs> receive a baby. I don't know. Um, but, you know, a lesbian may, for example, carry her baby. Yeah. I'm tr- Oh, wait. I'm trying to think of... So she would get the normal rules. I don't know. I think... Yeah, it's interesting. Parental leave, like like uh, it, paternity or maternity leave. It should be the same. What's interesting is it's not the same now. Yeah, like, you, for straight w- women. I think women mostly get uh, a, a lot more leave. Which than, than I men. don't. I mean, and in general, our country doesn't value that time, even with women. You know, because you hear these things about like compared to all these other countries, we have a really short maternity leave time. Yeah. Um, I think that should be longer. I think the spouse whoever since this is where i think it should be equal whoever your spouse is whoever's helping you take care of that child both parents should have equal like well maybe the, maybe the maybe the woman should get a little bit more time because she has to grow a new vagina mm, boy that doesn't that takes some time <laughs> and effort and effort mm-hmm. you really gotta work push <laughs> yeah <you're>... <laughs> <laughs> yep vagina <laughs> That's what that song's about. Yeah, okay. <laughs> dirty pop. <laughs> it's dirty because you just shat and pissed on the on your baby yep. as it was coming out. And yep. You got to get over that. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then uh, part C here of criteria two is trans-inclusive health insurance coverage. Ooh, this is an interesting one. 10 points uh, for... Oh, the soft benefits was 10 points equivalent spousal and partner benefits was 10 points and now 10 points for do your health insurance benefits cover trans uh, people equal health coverage for trans individuals without exclusions for medically necessary care because a lot of places will cover trans people as long as it's medically necessary and how do you define right medically necessary right and transitioning having gender confirmation surgery may not be considered medically necessary depending on the jurisdiction and and all of that. Well, I even think that, yeah, one, I think they should support things like gender confirmation surgery, but I want a broader uh, list of things to be included in that, like things that may seem, um, what is it, surface or like, you know, like getting a nose job or I don't know, like things that seem just like... Cosmetic. Cosmetic, Mm -hmm. yes. Cosmetic surgeries for cis people, you and me, no, like we're not going to cover your nose job or your lip implants, but for trans people, it's different. Like those kind of surgeries or cosmetic things are part of, you know, reducing their dysphoria, helping with the gender confirmation, like all that stuff. So I think they should have way more leeway on what is included as medically necessary. It's interesting without, without wanting to discount the experience of a trans person at all. I, I don't know what that's like. Uh-oh. What I'm worried about what's, Whenever, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, one of those yeah. things that after you say that, you're like, "Well, okay, what comes next?" Yeah. Um, I wonder if we should just cover every like quote unquote medically unnecessary thing if psychologically there is a benefit to it, right? Mm. Like, like if if people are horribly disfigured in an accident and then like they spiral into a horrible depression because they feel like they're too hideous to go out in public and a 
a quote unquote cosmetic surgery would fix that for them and that they would they would have a happier healthier more productive life should we force that to be covered oh um i i think i think maybe probably yeah yeah that's true like if you if that does help your mental state helps reduce your pressure like just like we you know usually discount or cover some kind of form of like meds and therapy visits like that's just another tool to reduce your mental huh i agree with you great i'm glad i'm glad hey I... car accident survivors <laughs> we're on your side or if if you if you survived that skydiving accident <laughs> you, you, should, you, you need, should be able to fix your busted you ass you need some work <laughs> done to get back into it um okay so uh, to to finish up this section there's a whole bunch of different things that have to have parity for for trans people for coverage but one that's uh, stuck out to me as interest as, as uh, i was surprised is that dollar maximums on trans coverage must meet or exceed $75,000 to get full points. Oh. Because that shit's expensive. Yes. And okay, and this was a thing at where we were complaining like uh they offered this is, you know, 10 8 years ago, so it's been a while. Okay, they offered benefits of yes, we will pay for your, you know, whatever dollar amount for your gender confirmation surgery. However, you had to put the money down and then they would pay it back. Like, oh, wow. which you, then you had to get, you know, if it's $10,000, you have to have $10,000, which why should that, if they're going to pay you back, it's a weird bar that says you have to save to earn this or whatever. So I just hope that part of that, okay, max $75,000. I didn't even know the number, so I don't know if that's good or bad. Right. I like that there's a big sounding number, but trans people, you know, help us out if that's not enough. Um, but it, I, it should be like, we will just pay for it outright. You yep. do not have to, yep. you don't have to raise 75 fucking thousand dollars to, just to, you know, get the surgery need. Or at the very least, no more severe barriers than for other m medical things, sure. right? Like, yeah, yeah. You have to submit your paperwork or whatever the fuck. Like when I go to it, if there's a deductible, then yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay. So next, we, there's there's five of them. I think the last three are going to go faster though. Uh, criterion three is organizational competency. So you get ten points for having an employee group or diversity council that's sponsored by the company. That's great. Yeah. And uh, you get 10 points for having competency training, resources, accountability measures. The business must demonstrate a firm, wide, sustained, and accountable commitment to diversity and cultural competency, including at least three of this list of elements. And it's stuff like uh, LGBTQ training. diversity metrics and gender transition guidelines with HR and, and restroom facility policies, dress mm -hmm. code, documentation, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Um, anonymous employee engagement um, to allow employees the option to identify as LGBTQ. Uh, anyway, there's there's a whole list of stuff, but all of it is just around this like general idea of how aware of gay issues is the company and how supportive are they of their gay employees, yeah. LGBT employees. Which that's a hard thing to measure. So I like that they have that like okay, here are the specific tangible things you can do to demonstrate. Yep. Cool. And so then uh, criterion four is public commitment. Ooh. So you get uh, five points for having corporate giving guidelines that prohibit philanthropic giving to non-religious mm. organizations that have a written policy of discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and or gender identity and or have a policy explicitly permitting its own chapters, affiliates, etc., to discriminate. So it's interesting to me because the way that that policy is written a company that will let you give matching donations to your church 
that's okay, even mm-hmm. if the church hates gay people. Mm-hmm. It's non-religious organizations mm-hmm. that discriminate against gay people that you have to prohibit. So maybe there's an opportunity for that to get stronger over time because I don't I don't think that should be matching donations to the Catholic Church. And or that like Chris Pratt's church that hates gay people. Right, 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 right. But but the HRC at least right now just says if it's religious then it's fine. Yeah, I agree. But I mean we I don't see that changing. We especially in the US have like this soft spot where we, we let religion do crazier things than would be normally allowed yeah. because it's religion and you can't even talk about it or do like, it's so crazy. And I, so I agree with you and I think five points is not enough for that. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. But great. It's there. And 10 points for LGBTQ specific efforts that include at least three of the following things, recruiting mm. supplier diversity marketing or advertising, philanthropy, public support for LGBTQ equality under the law, nice. uh, and or uh, internal guidelines that prohibit philanthropic giving to non-religious organizations with an explicit policy of discrimination against LGBTQ people, which is just like, you already get that one if you get the other five <laughs> points. But it, it's that's really interesting. Like the, your suppliers, do you ensure that they are on board with LGBTQ people. <laughs> you mean they'll like send you rainbow pencils? I guess. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or like recruiting. Is there, is that's there, a, that's a, a good one. Like a considered effort to find LGBT, but, people. Com- but, but companies public commitment to LGBTQ rights and, and diversity, uh, counts. I think that for that section, that 15 points total for criteria four, mm-hmm. I think the 15 points is way too low. Mm. I think the companies have a, a huge responsibility to drive public public opinion and policy and and that w- they should be weighting that higher. I completely agree and I feel like we've said that about a lot of things but I, I completely agree like they can do all those things and if no one knows then it limits its impact on the greater society. So yeah, it's like I know this is too extreme but like, you know, it should be even like half of it is doing all the good stuff. Half of it is just telling people and making it really public that you do the good stuff or something more to that effect. Yep. Um, and then last but not least, everything so far has already added up to a hundred points. Mm-hmm. Criteria five is up to negative 25 points <sighs> for a large scale official or public anti LGBTQ blemish on their recent records. Oh, um, which I, is really, really interesting to me. I think that that's pretty vague the way that they've outlined it. It doesn't yeah. say like what constitutes a large scale official misstep what constitutes a public misstep yeah what is a misstep is mm-hmm. it is it is it promoting the wrong person or is it like giving money to prop eight like what what yeah <laughs> how how it's how very bad. poorly defined and it's up to 25 points which is kind of a lot i wonder if they do that to give themselves leeway for companies they just know are shitty and they can be like no like everyone knows it yeah it's possible yeah possible i also think you know one of the one of the things um and we can wrap this section up but one one of the one of the things that i've heard as a criticism of the hrc corporate equality index is that it's too stringent that they're oh they're just crazy time they want Mm. so much from companies actually reading through the list and analyzing it i don't think that's the case like it kind of makes me it kind of makes me want to stop shopping at places that get an 80 or an 85 which i used to feel okay about but like you could do some pretty fucking awful things and still get an 80 or an 85. Yeah. I know. I agree. Like the, 
the most we're asking is to be treated as equal and to have that documented in your policies and tell people like, yeah, I agree. And, and I, there are some industries where you see every single one is a hundred. So me, I don't know if it's changing the, the point values or even like stack ranking them or something like I want a way to help discern the hundreds because yeah. surely in that group, some are more and some are less. So yeah. Yeah. just a, yeah, I, I agree. But overall, you know, of course we're nitpicking, but like the fact that this, this exists and they put it together is really great and important and helpful. So yeah, definitely use that for think, buying and for employment. Yeah. I, I think that I would also, they, by the way, they do re- uh, review their criteria every year and they do change. And then mm. they, they, they put out a, a notice of, of, you know, how have this year's criteria changed yeah. uh, and why I wonder if some non LGBT factor should come into play. Like, if a company gets a hundred because they're doing all of these things right, mm-hmm. but they are using child labor in Bangladesh, mm-hmm. I don't want to spend my money with them just because they're a hundred percent on gay stuff. Like I, I want them to have mm. a, a certain amount of corporate responsibility overall, not yeah. just about gay stuff. I, I hear you. That's a different list. Like, you know, you, that needs to be a different way to check that. Or like, this is, this is about gay people and trans people and, you know, just queer people. And it, uh, I like that it's just that. Fine, Kyle, you've convinced me. Yeah. I mean, my, like... I know what you mean. Like, I, no, I, 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 I'm I, the same way of, like, I want to know overall what their score I, is. I just but. want somebody to hand me a piece of paper that says, yes, you can shop here, no, you can't shop there. I want there. someone and, to... Uh, do you're it. saying it's not that easy. Fine. <laughs> I want someone to do an audit of my credit card and be like, stop doing that. <laughs> that should be a thing where you can just, like, load in your credit card and be like, stop going here, stop going here, keep going there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you can mm-hmm. steal their credit card. Easy. Okay. Great. <laughs> uh, so that's the HRC and that's corporate like that. policy stuff and workplace stuff. I like that. That's a really like stuff. tangible, useful guide to help people understand what it is and, and to use for employment. Which if that's your expectation of this podcast in general, you are listening to the this wrong podcast. is the but, exception, but <laughs> not the rule. Um, speaking of statistics. Great. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do have some numbers. These, I know this is this. I think these are exciting and not too like numbery. We this is not the math section again. Okay. I read this thing about uh, Sarah Alcestid, um is a researcher who uh, looked up LGBT and and jobs like how they're like what what the numbers are. What is the statistics for like Western so UK, Finland, Norway, Canada, US, and Australia? So most of those places are pretty okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Except for you, Australia. We still yeah. got our high on you. Yeah. Yeah. We did, Barely we're a country. Saying, <laughs> is that, did I say that? I said that. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Down under my butt. <laughs> you're a fancy island. <laughs> let's not be... Let's not... You're no, no, we con- love you, Australia. No, 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 no. Your accents and snakes. I love them. Yep. I Tendency wanna... to get naked for no reason. Mm. That's an Australian thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is more like her general findings across a lot of research. So Mike, don't fucking ask me. Oh, that you didn't laugh. So that just felt mean. It's like when I play with my dog and I kind of like push him or hit him. And then he just like is sad. And I'm like, oh, that, yeah, he hangs his head. And I'm just like, oh, I was playing, but now I feel bad. I don't feel bad about you. Okay. Um, (laughs) This is written in, or I wrote down the words Williams Institute on Sexual Orientation and Law and Public Policy. I don't know what that means. It's part of, I don't know. That's my reference for you. It's 
came from there or is part of that or d- did that. I don't know. It. That's the reference. Okay, moving on. She's... <laughs> Don't look at me with your squinty eyes. No, just the only thing I have is questions, and you've forbidden that. Go ahead. For Yes, they have been forbidden. Um, <laughs> so, she says anywhere from 15 to 43% of LGBT people experience discrimination or harassment for sexual orientation. I believe that statistic, and it's very sad. And, and it's that's a so, huge range. It's a huge range, and it does not match my experience whatsoever because but we live in a crazy liberal bubble because you have not had i've neither had nor have i seen Mm, gotcha um anyway go ahead we'll talk about that in a a little bit yeah even if it's the let's assume the lowest because it's a wide range 15 percent that that's unacceptable millions and millions of people yeah um for trans people 90 percent yep so like that i mean again like this is one of the reasons that I am so passionate about this, like if you are trans, you can just, it sucks. It it's, it's hard. Like I feel bad. Like, like even saying this, like you basically will be discriminated against or harassed at the workplace. You can unfortunately expect that to happen. That's unacceptable. That's so horrible, but that's where we are as a society. Yeah. Um, in our acceptance. Um, so that's, I hate that, but let's see just a couple like more general things. She's taken away. A majority of people say that their identity or orientation influenced their career choice. So people, how many, what percent there's no my majority uh, of people. A major, over, yeah. This over is just 50%. kind of like her giving her general. See, you're going to hate this. It's just like in general, I found that this thing. Okay. Um, so like the fact that it limits, Jobs you can even get into straight people don't have to think about that. They don't have to worry about what job can I get that is okay. And an, an example is jobs working with kids. Yeah. Gay people tend to avoid those because of the pedophile stereotype. Yep. And some people avoid jobs that they view as being intolerant of gay people, like what? Well, uh, it's a terrible uh, joke. Never mind. <laughs> no, I'll gay-ish. say it. That's fine. It's no, a terrible <laughs> joke. I, 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 I was gonna say, have they have they considered working with ugly kids? <laughs> I didn't, I would have never have sexually assaulted them. They're like a four out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) That's apparently a fine excuse nowadays. So we're going to roll with it too. Donald, Donnie. So like jobs, like in the security industry, jobs related to religion. Those are ones that people view as not good for being gay. Although talking to Joseph Peters Matthews, apparently like all the priests are gay. Yeah, but like, so some, you're right. And somehow still it's a bad environment for them. So it's weird. Um, This is one, not her research, but she quoted it. Institute of Engineering and Technology in 2014 said that 34% of gay British engineers, boy, if you're a gay British engineer, like you're a lot of things all in, you know, like that's a a big, like a package that's like unique. Smart, awkward, good accent. Terrible teeth, like the dick that gets to business, but uncut and really precise about pr- finding your prostate. You know, those engineers, <laughs> they're like, if I come in at this angle and he does that, I've adapted this harness to optimize the prostate <laughs> angle. When I'm not hitting your prostate, I talk to a duck and see if I can troubleshoot my, <laughs> by myself. <laughs> That's a really specific I know, this and I love it. Thing I thought you might. Um, so, okay, back to the actual thing. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. A, about a third of them 
gayish. Back to the actual thing. (laughs) (laughs) A third of them chose not to be open about their orientation. So like, that's, I mean, it, it makes sense, but just think about like a third of people don't feel you're in UK. So pretty cool. Like a third of people in engineering don't want to come out. Like it's, that's too many. Um, she also talked about how when making the decision of whether you should come out or not like that, the weight of that decision is an emotional weight that straight people don't have to deal with. It's an added burden that we have to work through. So uh, again, like the gay people, lesbian, trans people don't, they know that because they, or, you know, if you've, if you've worked, you know, this, mm-hmm. that's more trying to inform straight people of what you don't realize, like at work, we have this added pressure that you don't not trying to like say anything bad, but just, uh, you need to know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. those coworkers are feeling that extra pressure. And especially if you you haven't gone into the workforce yet, um, you know, she did say like, you absolutely LGBT people can thrive in their workplace. So that's like, you know, this sounds really bad. It, it can happen. It can be great. We've had good experiences in general. So just know going into it though, you will have to think about this and wrestle with it. And, you know, hopefully it helps thinking about it, talking about it ahead of time to kind of yeah help minimize that. Yeah. Um, and that's the end. Great. I looked back at my thing and realized I had said all of it. Great. Yeah. So something that you said makes me makes me think. You said a third of engineers mm-hmm. are uncomfortable coming mm-hmm. out. Yeah. British. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk about an American engineer. <laughs> me. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so I came out. I was working when when I came out in 2008, and um, so I agonized over coming out at work because everybody on my team had already known me for several years at that point as mm. a straight married person. And so I got really cagey about like people would ask random things like, Hey, what did you do last weekend? And that became a terrifying question because mm-hmm. like the answer was dudes. And I didn't want to <laughs> like, I mean, was part of it also like talking about your divorce was uncomfortable yes. or were you fine talking about your divorce? All of it. All of it was uncomfortable. I, yeah, was I would imagine, you know, talk, like, telling your work you don't want to talk to your work people about your divorce yeah well so i did this thing where i sent an email to my team and i said yep uh i'm gonna be out of the office for a little while because uh i'm getting a divorce you do have a habit of kind of like about a lot of like really major hard situations of like just kind of putting it out there which i i can't picture myself doing that and i really respect that about you just being willing to say everyone like let me post on Facebook. Hey, I've been going through a hard time because of this. Like yeah. that's very impressive to me. So oh. that, that's, that's so awesome that you can be that open and vulnerable. Well, thank you. I mean, I, I think also uh, you smell bad. Uh, I had to, I couldn't today probably. <laughs> okay. Um, so about that though, yeah, I think that there's a defense mechanism in there too, for me sometimes in that, a post on Facebook is impersonal. Mm. Then I can become a like, yep, I put that out there and now it's over. Yeah. I don't need to talk about it with anybody. Um, and, and this email was actually very similar. I sent this email. I'm getting a divorce. Life is really hard. I don't want to talk about it. Mm. It was the thing that I said in oh. the email. So that's like, a, now everybody knows and they can't talk to me about it. But I think that's great. Like even that, like, I mean, even coming out sometimes like someone is like, oh, can I tell that person? I'm like, yes, please tell that person. So I don't have to deal with that. And if that's what you need to be out and be happy, happy about it like it sounds like you were able to then move on mentally from this anguish 
Yeah. So, yeah. If it's impersonal, fuck it. If it helps you. Yeah, that's true. No, that's true. You're right. And I didn't come out. I just said oh, I right, was right. getting a divorce. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, it was really difficult. Like when I joined, uh, Gleam, mm-hmm. um, which is how we met, I didn't tell my team. I didn't tell my coworkers. I was, I was, uh, I think that there was, I could be wrong. I, I forget if this was at or somewhere else. There was a public and a private version of the, like, which organization mm. do you belong to? Like, if, you, if you're part of Gleam, you could be part of Secret Gleam, or yeah. you could be part of, like, the public out Everybody. and proud Gleam. Yeah. And I did, I, I, I locked that shit down so that nobody could accidentally find me on the Gleam list or yeah. whatever. That's actually partly why we have that, the Facebook group is private. So if you want to join and be in the discussion without... The gayish Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in a, 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 as much as can be controlled on Facebook, yeah. we protect we people's identities if we can. Yeah. Um, so there, there was this woman on my team, and she might actually listen to the podcast. I, I've seen her around. She had let me know in several different ways that she was an ally oh. of gay people. And I don't think in a targeted way. She wasn't like, yeah, I bet that boy's gay. I'm going to let him know. But mm-hmm. it was just a like... And this is the kind of ally that you should be. You should be talking about your allyship to straight people or people that you think are straight because like, it's no good if you just tell gay people that you're on their side. You need to tell all the non-gay people that you're on gay people's side. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so she was actually the first person that I came out to at work. And it was perfect. She was the perfect person to choose because she was so on board and so supportive and like was really helpful about like who on the team might be more or less comfortable with that and hmm. uh if i needed her help in any way that she was she was there for me and uh but one one thing oh i forgot about this one thing that really made it clear that she was a person that i could come out to was there was a team building exercise and um it was one of those things where like you say i i've never and then uh-huh. if you had, you walk across the rope yeah. and it's supposed to like, you're supposed to learn stuff about each other. Yeah. And, um, she had this look on her face and I wasn't sure quite how to interpret it, but she looked directly at this dude that's on my team as she said, I've never given birth. Mm-hmm. And then she and this dude walked across the rope. He's, he was trans. I had no idea. Oh. Uh, he was out and vocal i just never really been paying attention to it before and she knew that he was like a big advocate advocate for for trans rights and Mm -hmm. so it wasn't like a calling him out kind of moment it was like a uh they were in on the joke together that they that they were going to in case anybody didn't know force them to sort of confront their thoughts and feelings about the fact that this dude had children oh interesting um what i was going to ask what other ways did she show her allyship that were helpful um she talked about how proud she was of her son because he had well, it's so hard when you're talking about like pronouns in in uh, the past like the language is mm. it, it's difficult yeah her child her child let her know that they didn't want to be male anymore mm-hmm. that they weren't they they weren't choosing female pronouns but that they wanted gender neutral pronouns and 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 so she very casually and in a very supportive way like told everybody <laughs> like like um that my 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 kid is awesome and here's why yeah. there was this thing with the trans dude and the giving birth and and that like 
it just let me know that like if anybody else that was around not only was she totally on board but she was super comfortable and she wanted to move the dial yeah um and uh anyway uh where am i going with this um Oh, you oh. told her first. Yeah, I told her first. Okay, so then uh, that got a little bit more comfortable. Then I told a couple of other people on my team that I trusted, and that went really well. But I also did it with that like tentative sort of, um, I am telling you this, but I'm not ready for it to go past this. Yeah. Like, just keep it under your hat, but this is what's happening for me. Then my boss at the time was a pastor, a youth pastor at a church. Ooh. And uh, I was just nervous as fuck. Yeah. Just so terrified. So at our one-on-one, when I finally decided, they said I'm going to come out to my boss. And I, I, I said, look, <laughs> it was a big old word vomit thing. I was like, <laughs> I'm gay and I was really nervous to tell you because I know that you belong to this church. And I, I, I just, uh, it, it, that makes me nervous. This is all very n- new for me. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry that it took me so long to say something. I blah, 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 just like, had this old spew and then I stopped and he had this like that was a lot of information look on his face <laughs> and he said you do know you work at Microsoft right <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's cool it's fine yeah, like yeah. of all places yeah it's fine there's so many gay people that work here yeah that are in engineering that not my first rodeo right <laughs> and uh it was really is really great because I realized that he was right, that we're very lucky to live in this, this world out here on the West coast that really is so awesome for gay people in so many ways. Yeah. And there are all of these companies that are really great for gay people in so many ways. Big companies, tech companies, ones that want to see, be seen as progressive. But I was also really glad to hear, hear, not hear him say that he was okay with me being gay like he left it ambiguous whether he was whether he belonged to a queer affirming faith. Mm. I knew nothing about his church, but like he he didn't he didn't tell me how he felt about gay people, and it didn't matter. Yeah. Um. Interesting. Yeah, that wasn't the point. Yeah. Huh. I'm just talking. I don't know what else to say. No. Okay. So I'll tell you my. Yeah. When did you come out of work? Um. So I had I I didn't even think about the experience of, you know, people think you're straight this whole time, and now you have to change from my straight being married. Now I'm gay and fucking dudes. Um, yep. mine was different in that I had come out and I just had to figure out when and how, and if and that thing of like coming out at work. Yeah. So yes, I did know that the state I live in does not allow, you know, you to be fired for being gay. And I didn't know that my company has all these good things and benefits and stuff. So they're down. Oh, you uh, mean? Yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking about like Texas, because you came from Texas, and that's not. Oh yeah, not, that's no, no, still yeah, my, not a cool state. Yeah. My first real job, like yeah. you know, big boy job, was at Washington. So yeah, like I, I absolutely wrestled with that, and you know, I always, I feel like I always do these roundabout ways of telling people. I was like talking to my boss, which is like that's an interesting first person to tell. I was talking to my boss, and I was like, I am going to volunteer for mm. the gay and lesbian employee group. Like mm-hmm. that was my way basically of telling her, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and she, her response, I will never forget this. She's like, Oh, that's cool. I'm married to a dude, but I consider myself bi. <laughs> well, end of the discussion. Yeah. She was very supportive of me. Th- th- I mean, the company in general is supportive of you, you know, carving out a little bit of time to do things like help the company help employees. So she like, yeah. I even writ- wrote, wrote those, <laughs> I wrote those into my goals for the year of like, 
helping the employee resource group. And that was part of how she rated me then because I was helping everyone. Like <laughs> it was, it was part of my job then. Yep. Super gay bonus yeah. for you. No, yep. Extra. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was really easy. I think I like told some people will mostly like put a little rainbow flag on my desk. Aww. And that was just like BT dubs <laughs> rainbow, which actually if you're an ally too, putting a rainbow flag there could be like a way to show you're supportive and, maybe people think you're gay but like that does that matter or you can even say like yeah i really support gay people or you know whatever yeah ways like you were saying to show your allyship so after that i was pretty comfortable with it and i I did get like we were going somewhere on a trip uh and a couple guys that were in the car were like were straight and they knew i was gay and they're cool with it but they were like wow what is it what was it like coming out were your parents okay with it? Like asking these questions. That's that, really great. Well, but at the same time, it's like, that's a super personal question that if it, if it went tear, I mean, it was, it was hard. And if it, uh, not everyone wants to answer that question. Like don't ask, I think at work, unless you're like close friends with them, don't ask those personal questions. Don't ask if they've transitioned or what their genitals look like, or if their parents are cool with it. Or, you know, I think that generally, hmm. I would say avoid that those conversations unless you really know your relationship is one that you could do that. And I decided at the time though, yes, this is hard to talk about. It's weird to talk about to my coworkers, but my preference would be more people know what it's like being gay in my experiences. So I chose to share. It was really hard. My parents, we almost didn't yeah. get through that, but now we're good. You know, I did choose to share that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I will say every, like I put it on my resume. I put something related to <laughs> Kyle gets gay. <laughs> no, <laughs> I put something related to gay work that I do either volunteering or now I can put, you know, a gay podcast. Like I, I put that in there cause I want them to know upfront if they should even, if you're not going to, if you hate gay people, don't hire me. Yeah. I'd rather that. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I, every time I go to a new company, I rest, I still, even though I'm very out and, you know, in general doing well about being gay. Like I, it's still something I wrestle with. It's still something. So that's both like, you know, I need to get more comfortable at coming out, but also kind of reassurance people like, you know, you will go through that and it will get easier, but it it makes sense that if you're feeling that kind of struggle and it happens. Did you ever have a bad time? I was just going to ask you that. Oh really? If you ever had a bad experience. Um, I don't, I have not had a bad experience coming out, which is very lucky. I also sometimes don't come out to certain people. Like if I'm talking to, you know, someone that works in a different country and I don't know that country's views or like I, one time I, there are these douchey salespeople at this company and it took me out to a female strip club. Like Great. that's less about me being gay and more just like, this is an inappropriate workplace event for the three of us to be at. Yeah. So I did talk to a stripper about being gay. So that was kind of fun. Um, but other than that, like that was weird, but I think that's the The worst, worst quote unquote. It's not even that bad. Yeah. Have you had a bad experience ever? No, I feel so lucky. Like so many people have such horrible things like to get kicked out of their house or disowned by their family or fired or like nothing, nothing ever bad has come of me telling somebody that I'm gay and I, 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 I don't know how to 
I don't know if I even appreciate that enough, hmm. much less know how to express how appreciative yeah. I am. There's almost and, like sur- this survivor's guilt kind of thing of yeah. like, I feel guilty that it's gone so well because I know how hard it can be. Like we were just at the beginning of this episode talking about people being killed for it. And yep. And we're like, Oh, should I come out to my coworker? You know, like we're, we're <laughs> so I completely agree with you. Yep. Uh, you know, if we're like thinking about advice for people, I would say like, yeah, I mean, first, you know, check on the laws of your state to de- yep. and and even the, if the law says you can be fired, you still might make the decision to come out because you'd rather be out and fired yeah. than working at a terrible place. Well, know your company's policies also and because your- even if you work in an awful place like Texas, the company, <laughs> a company that has a policy of non-discrimination for gay people isn't going to fire you. Yeah, exactly. And And if they do, there, there can be repercussions for that, right? That would be a public blemish probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, but I would also say like, I mean, this is my general advice at work and Hey, this is my perspective, but, um, did you know everything I say is my perspective? Who knew? Um, I think I assume you just speak for all bottoms everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> the voice of uh, queen of the bottoms. Um, I think it's easy to think people, uh, your coworkers are your friends. Your boss is your friend, but you have to remember this is a place of work. Like this yeah. is there. You are working for them so they can get a thing out of you. They don't give a shit about you. And I'd say that gay thing aside, the gay thing, gay thing aside, like they don't care. Your boss may like you. The company does not care about you. They right. want, uh, they want you to return more money than they are paying you yep. for goods and services. You know, that's their goal. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think it's also important to remember that part of it because it's easy to just, you know, kind of feel like, Oh, we're all friends here and everyone loves each other. And it's, you know, it, it's, you know, you can totally be say anything and be fine. And it's, you know, it, it isn't that like, it's, I, I usually actually withhold a little bit again, not about being gay, but just like, I don't want people listening to this podcast. If I work with them, like that's not, information they need to know about me yeah. or they yeah, don't need yeah, to know yeah. I'm depressed and uh, you know, they don't need to know some of this information. Yep. Yep. Uh, I just started a new job in, de- in December and in my bio, when I sent it out, I said that I do this podcast. Oh really? I, I, I didn't say the name of it. I said, it's unfortunately very not safe for work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I would say that, but yeah. Yeah. Mm. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just like watch. I mean, ba- basically like watch out when you're telling your boss, they're not your friend. Uh, yeah, they're not your friend or they might be, but the company's definitely not. Yeah. And they probably are like, they're, even if you're friend, they're your friend, they're still working for the company where the company doesn't care about you. So yep. yeah. Yep. Any other advice? Um, just fucking be you. If you have a chance to support a trans person at work in a way that's being an ally, like you, like not walking up to them and being like, Hey, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> but if you have a, like given how much they experience harassment at the workplace, anything you, especially as gay people or allies to queer people, like they, that is support you. That's something you can do to hopefully make a difference yep. for a challenging situation that we can never understand. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have no more advice, though. Me neither. Be be cool, everyone. That's my advice in general. Like, at the end of it, just like, everyone... Just be chill. It's just so stupid. Everyone just calm down and be cool with each other. Do, when you yell calm down at people, does that help? Calm, calm down! down. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm sure. relaxed now. So should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Let's take a break in the break room. And a... <laughs>
<laughs> Get some water cooler coffee. Yeah. Break. Break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Hey everyone, it's Dick. And Max. The hosts of Off the Cuffs, a kink and BDSM podcast. A podcast for those in the lifestyle and those who are curious about it. Each week we sit down with a different guest to discuss their radioactive spider bite into kink. And it gives everybody a chance to express themselves in matters of sexuality. And a platform in which to express it. It's conversational, it's educational, and it's a lot of fun. More and more people have been reaching out to us telling us what they've learned about themselves just from us sharing our stories with each other every week. So find Off the Cuffs on iTunes or your favorite podcast streaming service and follow us on twitter and instagram at ocp kink so are we back yeah we're back we're back uh we're gonna do hey oh take your leftovers out of the fridge before the last friday of the month because the cleaning folks are going to take all of the shit out of the refrigerator <laughs> and <laughs> this alice cooper does not work here wash your own dishes right alice cooper isn't that the alice b cooper <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the Alice... middle square in the Brady Bunch? The maid? Alice Cooper's a rock star. Who am I thinking of? Well, Alice was her name. I don't know if we know her last name. Do we? Alice was the Brady Bunch anyway, maid. There, yeah, there was like a sign above our sink in one place that was like... The actress's name was Ann B. Davis? <laughs> I got the B right. The character's name was Alice. Oh, okay. I was combining several things all together. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, we're going to do our gayest and straightest. Yeah, but first. But first. Do you have other things? Nah. Our website is gayishpodcast.com. We have a Facebook group that has been a lot of fun and growing a lot and a lot of cool discussion. Gay. Nope facebook.com slash groups slash gayish podcast we're on practically every other social media at gayish podcast yeah our hotline you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails is 585-5-GAYISH that's 585-542-9474 standard rate supply and if you are a hot gay couple that mike met and is listening to this please uh email us at gayishpodcast at gmail.com to let us know if you want to be inside Mike. Great. Great. Uh, Gayest and straightest. Yeah, let's do our gayest and straightest. I will go first this time. Do it. Um, my straightest thing is unclogging the sink and bathroom drains. Wow. Because I feel like like when you get in there and it's all dirty and gross, like, you know, the stereotype would be gay people hate like like weird gross things like that. Like I yeah. do hate cockroaches, so I fit it. I don't fit it when like, I'm just like, you know, hair, great. Cloud of hair, great. Whatever this gross thing is, great. Like, I don't really mind too much that. And it's just like, I just want my sink to drain. So um, uh-huh. I'm great at sticking a rod in and pulling it out. Do you have a That's snake? The... Yes, I do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this, how does my straightest always morph into something super gay? Anyway, my straightest. You. <laughs> Thank you. That was my straightest. My gayest thing is... <laughs> I was after our episode, even like when I was listening and editing and I even posted something on the Facebook group when you said, thanks next. Mm-hmm. I said, thank you next. No, you did <laughs> You said you were trying to do it and you said, thanks next. And I was like, no, that's wrong. Oh, 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 oh. I don't, and I still don't said, know which one is the right one. Just so you know. Thank you next. Oh, okay. So you, like you said it wrong at first. I have just been laughing about that to myself <laughs> and it's just like, it's a, re- you know, it's a specific gay thing that was really popular and quote and whatever that I just like, <laughs> I'm going to start saying to people 
thanks next and they'll be like you did it wrong and i'll be like no i didn't it's just so funny i love it so much oh you're welcome yeah your stupidity helps me i'm glad i entertain you <laughs> uh so the straightest thing about me this week was my just sheer excitement about the new tunnel so, oh. so uh, Highway 99 here in downtown Seattle is being put underground in a tunnel. And it's been years and years and years they've been working on this thing. And it's in the process. It opens like tomorrow, I think, is the first day that you can actually drive through the brand new tunnel. Wow. And so this weekend they had a party. I saw your pictures from that. Yeah. And I just like, I fucking love infrastructure, man. I love, <laughs> I love big machines that dig tunnels and I love on ramps, I guess. Like, uh, <laughs> I love on ramps. Um, Concrete. I was just so excited to like go and see all of this engineering yeah. and I just felt really straight dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. All about it. Yeah, totally. Um, the gayest thing about me was walking through the tunnel <laughs> with Derek looking at dicks on his phone. <laughs> was he like on scruff or something yes. while he was? Yeah. Yeah. That boy, he just, yeah. He, he, equally excited about infrastructure. And he just, he just <laughs> he, like, he the lives. infrastructure of a dick. He lives this parallel life of like whatever's happening right now and his online digital world. He's like the most integrated like that's the same thing millennial so. person i think that i i that i know because he's on instagram and he's editing videos of us walking through the tunnel and he's on scruff and he's showing me his boyfriend's dick and he's like <laughs> it's like it just is all anyway anyway we've talked about like these these are different personalities of us like in person versus on the apps and so to have someone that's not like that is like yeah for sure yeah for sure um, I think... also i know that we usually preclude sex and that mm. kind of stuff from our gayest and straightest i want to hear it and uh uh i'm going on a date with a boy <gasps> on thursday a, a male boy i made i made a date arrangement with a male boy where did for you... non-sex purposes this is like let's get to know each other and stuff that's the straightest thing yeah well non-sex i don't know well, yeah, I don't, but, but with a boy two strikes against him one we met on scruff <laughs> that can't be you strike are two. We're on str scruff shut your hole okay strike two his name is kyle <gasps> <laughs> am i going on a date with you maybe we'll oh, see no. we'll see who shows up oh. if so you don't look anything like your pictures on scruff <laughs> do i look better <laughs> um you can't i mean at what point if this works out, at what point do you tell them they have to change their name? Right. I'm not sure when that is a good time for that conversation. Yeah, your name is now Kike. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's my... Um, I think the gayest thing about both of us is like we barely mention the Super Bowl. Yeah. Do you know who's playing? I think it's like the Patriots. Not Big Dick Nick. Not Big Dick Nick. It's the Patriots and the Rams. The Squeamish. Oh. The Rams. Okay. Squeamish Rams. That's why I made that connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who do you think is going to win, Mike? I want the Rams to win. Because their name is funny. Because Tom Brady, oh. who's the quarterback for the Patriots, is a MAGA fucker. Yeah. He would definitely beat up a gay black person. Yes. Um, I agree. And shove okay. a deflated football up his ass. <laughs> in a bad way. <laughs> Not the good way. <laughs> I agree. Then go Rams. Ram. Ram. Ram me. Ram me. <laughs> ram all. Ram so all. far, no points in the game. Oh, think okay, yeah, we, we we missed kickoff because we talked too long. <laughs> and and they already know who wins. So us talking about who's going to win, they're like, "No, we know the answer is 
Oh yeah. Huh. Whoever this is. So it'll be interesting. Oh, do you want to record another version and then whoever wins, <laughs> that's the one that oh, we'll yeah. leave I'll in? Leave, I'll leave the, the space for, I'm, I can't believe that the Patriots. One, no, no, oh. you ruined it. <laughs> I can't believe that the one, I'll fill in that space with whoever won. Oh, Patriots. Rams. Great. We've got the audio. We'll, I'll edit it in. Or I won't. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> I mean, you have to leave it exactly like we just laid it down or it's not funny. Right? <laughs> yeah, no. mm-hmm. That was, yeah. Um, Humor. Cool. Hum- jokes. <laughs> so that's it. A special thank you, as always, to Charlie Finn for the use of our theme music. Uh, thank you to Dan. Thank you to Alice Cooper. Alice B. Cooper. <laughs> thank you to Dan for joining us on this crazy journey. It's been a few episodes, but it's been fun. Uh, and thank you to the fucking companies. It's not even thank you because you should just accept gay people. But, but thank you for those that do it. Yeah. To the hundreds. The HRC hundreds. Thank you to that bird. <laughs> <laughs> that multicolored bird. My laugh just sounded like a bird. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. All right, great. Cool. This has been Gayish. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week at work. I'll have those briefs. You gotta go to work, 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 work. But you gotta put in work, 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 work. You can work from home. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Bitches. Boom. And by the way. Do you hear what your words bring? Oh, P.S. I'm gay-ish. I thought you were going to put in a, uh, what was that thing you were saying earlier? (laughs) Repeatedly, that like weird 90s like hip-hop reference that you were just like. Oh, Poison? Poison. 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 Yeah. I thought it was going to end with a poison. (laughs) It should. Let's start from the beginning. We're going to redo this episode.